Hi, Ria. Do you remember that one time I literally was off playing squash for six months because I have a back injury or had a back injury? Uh, yes. And I also think you basically went like insane during that time, just not being able to work out. I mean, if I could tell you guys how many of our conversations revolved around how irritated she was that she couldn't work out you would be surprised that they were all sober conversations. Yeah, I was kind of like getting over your ex. But today's episode is all about my back injury. No, just kidding. What are we talking about today, Ria? Today, we're talking about the importance of recovery when it comes to fitness. Well, yeah, today we're talking about injury and all about recovery and uh, taking care of your body. And so with that out of the way, let's get into this episode. Hello. Hi, Ria. Hi, Porva. Do we just start a pod? Yeah, dude, I think we did. So the first thing I think that we really wanted to kind of get into is that recovery isn't something that mentally is an easy thing for people to want to do. It's almost like giving yourself the little bit of amount of slack to take a day off because you're always thinking like, no, I shouldn't be doing this or I should be pushing myself harder. But you have to take care of the mental headspace when it comes to recovery to prevent injuries. Yeah, I mean, a large part of how or why people get just the whole aspect of recovery wrong is because we are in our time of our lives where we're just constantly pushing. So it's just, oh my God, I need to get five workouts in. I have an hour to spare. So let me just go ham for the one hour. And then, oh, I can take a stretch later when I'm showering or when I'm going to sleep or, you know, just postponing that whole recovery aspect. But I don't think people understand that recovery is a part of the entire workout cycle oh 100 percent. i mean i will say even like personally today was like a rest and recovery day for me um and i usually will do like a less intense exercise once a week to give my body that slack but the entire day i was like mm, but really really should i take it easy like i went on a walk today but i was like Mm, but should I have like gone on a run? Should I go on a run? Should I just like do a hit workout? Do I really need the recovery? But like, in all reality, like yesterday during my workout, I could tell that my body needed the recovery. So I kept playing that in my head. But even until now, and it's 10 o'clock at night, I will probably be like, should I just do a quick hit set? <laughs> Like, isn't that what it is, though? Like, most of our fitness inspirations or, like, plans right now involve a large part of it is, like, go do your HIIT workout five days a week. And then, like, on a Sunday, you deserve to take a break because that's the one day you can afford to take a break. But the rest of the six days, you're hustling yeah. and hustling and hustling until you, you know, realize some... 15 days later, your body can't move. Yeah. And I mean, I've definitely had that happen to me as well, where you like don't give yourself the intermittent recovery. And then that's when it really catches up to you. But I actually think we're moving into our second point, which is talking a little bit more about optimization versus actually recovering your body, which I feel like, and Apurva just talked about it, but in this age where we're like hustle, 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 like keep going, there's so many things to do. You don't necessarily feel like you have the time to take a day off because you're not optimizing your body to each and every moment, but you have to find a very healthy balance between optimizing and also 
respecting your body. Personal example, just like to bring back the back injury. I at, there was a time in my life, a very very dark time, by the way, um, where I was just going ham for a good seven days a week. You know, as a professional athlete or a semi-professional athlete, you're constantly thinking about how to get yourself out there better. And this happens even when you're not an athlete, right? You just want to get to your fitness goals closer and faster. So you kind of ignore the signs and you ignore basically anything that your body's saying, hey, Ria, or hey, Apurva, like take it a notch down. You know, I can't do it. There was that time when I was just constantly pushing and I would never give myself rest because I thought rest is for the week, just like sleep is for the week. Mm -hmm. Just take your time, push yourself, and then just like get, that's the, pushing yourself is the only way to get to the top. And then lo and behold, my back gave out and it wasn't like a small injury. It ended up being like, me ignoring this, all the signs times 100 and my back was just like, you're out. You're out for straight six months. So that was me. I, I had to learn it the hard way that if I ignored all the signs and I just kept pushing myself and increasing the grind, my body's not going to like it. And it's the, the, the damage is long term. I still struggle with it. Yeah, I think that's also such an interesting thing that you talk about because it's like we choose to sometimes ignore the signs that our bodies are giving us when you're in this heavy optimization mindset and yeah. you don't you're just like oh it's just me being a little bit weak as women I think it's also hard because you're like oh my body is just acting up because I'm PMSing like yeah sometimes it's difficult to know when and where to push your body and it's easier for you to just be like whatever I'm ignoring it um and then pushing yourself too hard I don't know what it is I think we're as a society programmed to constantly keep pushing ourselves that when it comes to like you need to take a break there's such a negative connotation like even just cooling oh, yeah. down and warming up I sound like a hypocrite talking about it but when the heck have you really taken the time to warm up for a good 10 minutes you know it's just like we have an hour say you're working hardcore and you you want to take your lunch break for a workout so you literally have that 12 to 1 p.m window you're just like, ah, oh, 10 minutes is just going to completely come into the space of a 15 minute workout and a 10 minute cool down is not going to do me any good because no. I have to run to go get back to work. So something very interesting. And I learned it, I think a little bit later on in my fitness journey, I guess I would say too, as I got older and saw my body change is that the warm up and cool down affects you a lot differently. Like it's more about you can keep going for more days or more consistency when you give your body a little bit of that slack. Or sometimes you even see that you actually perform better within that smaller period of time versus for a longer period of time, like the quality over the quantity kind of situation. So I think it's 100%. a different way of looking at the optimization rather than thinking of just like optimization means time and fitness. Yeah, I think it really also revolves around the fact that aftercare is a thing, right? Like you need, if you can work out for 45 minutes, sure, it'll make you feel good. But what good would it do if you're going to damage yourself for, say, the long run? We've mentioned this so much in this whole month, like when it comes to our first episode, our second episode with food and fitness, and now even recovery, 
it's all about the long game. It's not about the short game. And that's such a hard thing to recognize when you're in your 20s because everything is about, I want to look a certain way. I want to I want to be perfect when I go to that beach vacation. If you're putting in all this effort to look a certain way, you should also put in all that effort to take care of yourself so that you can continue to keep doing those kind of exercises. Another thing I want to mention is DOMS, delayed onset muscle soreness which is something we don't think about when we think about optimization because you're like I gotta go 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 but sometimes you don't feel your soreness until like 48 hours after a workout so you could do a very intense workout and then the next day be like whatever I don't feel anything and go even harder but then the next two or three days are going to be significantly worse because you're going to feel everything all together. Doms used to be one of my least favorite things to talk about when, um, you know, we would be training because, you know, you just constantly keep expected to keep up the intensity. And then there would be one Thursday. So like four days into the week where I couldn't move my hammies, hamstrings. Or oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. And you're just like, Oh, maybe I just should have like done that hamstring stretch or glute stretch or maybe I should have taken it easy on my Wednesdays but I think it's just doms is just a fabulous fabulous example of how your body is telling you you need to tone it down a notch but I mean I think what's harder with that is like it's not necessarily like an indication even to me because I think if you work out almost every single day you don't know which workout is hitting you 24 hours versus 48 hours later. So it's more of like, I use it a lot more in terms of like a planning perspective. Like I'll be like, okay, this was an intense workout. It's interesting that I'm not feeling anything, but I shouldn't be like the same type of intensity back to back to back. So I try to, that's actually why also people have you alternate your workouts. Like you don't see fitness trainers telling you to do leg day for two days in a row, it'll be like leg, cardio, arms, so that you give yourself that period of adjustment. I wouldn't say soreness again, like you shouldn't trust your soreness to tell you to take a break. I think rather we should kind of program our minds to kind of shift towards incorporating fitness, regardless of how intense intense or dull a week it is. But I guess like moving on to the next and the final piece of the whole puzzle, which is the tools we want to equip with you, but Ria, Two things. How do you identify the signs that your body is giving out? And two, how can you prevent your body from giving out by, you know, taking care of yourself? I love that you brought that up because I think the older that we are getting, our bodies are being pulled in multiple different ways when it comes to like work, family, social life, whatever obligations you have, you start to change. Your body's getting older and can't do as much anymore so it manifests in a lot of different ways that you don't realize but what I've seen is like I get very tired I'll wake up and I'll be like still groggy no matter if I got Mm. enough sleep I notice myself actually drinking a lot more water and like it's more of like I'm drinking a lot of water but I'm still thirsty and that thirst doesn't go away but another one which is like newer for me is I can see myself being like almost more irritable it's a lot about knowing your own body and understanding what signs mean that you need to take a step back or do something a little bit less intense or even like 
I notice a lot when I get really sore, that means my body actually needs a day or two of yoga. For me, it's been sleep. Sleep is like a biggest determinant as to whether or not I'm feeling good. So like I wake up and if I'm like groggy or I have a whoop, which is just just like an expensive fitness tracker that people buy. And it just kind of tells you the same thing with reiterating where it's like, hey, you're not sleeping well, you gotta sleep well. And if you don't sleep well, the whole day is gonna go to shit. So I think like, for me, it's sleep. I've always struggled with sleep. If I don't sleep well, like I know my body isn't recovered and I'm, I'm just irritable. And if you think offsetting bad sleep with naps is a good idea, it's not. Like that's another bad uh, way of like making up for those lost chunks of sleep and thinking that that'll help with your recovery. A large part of what I do, I really love that Rhea brought up the whole like idea on how she offsets with her recovery because I sometimes just go off the grid with working out I just don't work out for two days and just I like being a potato like that helps <laughs> like really the two three things that we've already told you is just so simple sleep water sometimes you can literally dip your feet in like epsom salt and hot water if you're lucky, go get a massage in. There's so many easy ways, like yoga. Yoga is a big part of aiding recovery and preventing injuries. Even just doing a 30-minute stretch, which I know none of us have the mental capacity or tenacity to do because we're just like, oh my God, 30 minutes of stretching, no way. But like, really, it's so simple. Another thing of like how to make, your, make sure you're recovering and preventing injury is eating right. Yes. Uh, and I know we actually did talk about it, I think, a little bit in our previous episode as well when it comes to nutrition. But for me, I will look at my Fitbit and look at my calorie burn to see whether or not I'm feeding myself enough to make sure that I am recovering from workouts, my sleep patterns, or like whatever it is. Because otherwise you see a very big difference in terms yeah. of like on your results, but also your energy levels and everything else moving forward. It's a whole ecosystem, you know, just like you started. If you think getting started with fitness and like working out throughout is going to help you get fitter, you have been wrong, my friend. There are so many different dimensions it's like just like getting into any new craft you think it's one thing and then once you get into it there's like a hundred other elements fitness is the same but the good part of fitness is that it's easy it's doable we just as a society aren't programmed to necessarily prioritize sleep prioritize good food prioritize hydration because we're just so on the idea of go 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 so like you know it's it's rather very simple and we're just trying to provide you or remind you of the things you may have forgotten. And with that being said, let's wrap up our three takeaways. Well, number one is alter your mindset when it comes to approaching recovery. I know we're all 20-something-year-olds and hustle hard as part of our mentality, but flip the switch. It's not that hard. Number two, optimization versus respecting your body. Remember that a part of optimizing your time and your body is making sure you take the time to respect it and give it the tools to actually be optimized. Number three is recognize the signs and take care of yourself. Oftentimes taking care does not mean extraordinary things. It's rather very simple. Go on a walk, do yoga, hydrate, mate. It's very easy. 
it's all about making that first effort. And with that, we're excited for our next episode to be our guest episode. Yeah, so we are super excited to introduce Saurav Goshal. For those of you who do not know, please go and Google him. But he is India number one for the world of squash. He is just a fabulous athlete. He has a lot of insight and we cannot wait to pick his brains and give you more scoop on how to embark and harness your fitness journey. All right, before we wrap up this episode, just another random tip for all of you. Uh, Thanks to all of the advice pulling in on our community form sheet. This one is from Becca, who's from North Carolina. Her random tip to you guys on navigating life after 21 is everything happens for a reason. You can't always plan for the future. So be flexible and roll with the challenge. Thank you guys. If you have anything more to add, if you have any advice to give, the form will be linked in the description box. We're so excited for everything that we have to spill and very excited to hear from you. Thanks so much, everybody. We will be coming back with the hottest new episode next Wednesday. 